0: continuation of Acts of John. An insert, the remaining episode which is extant in the Greek is the conclusion of the book, the death or assumption of John. Before it must be placed the stories which we have only in the Latin of Abgias and another text by Miletus, and the two or three isolated fragments. Verse 14, Now on the next or another day Craton, a philosopher, had proclaimed in the marketplace that he would give an example of the contempt of riches, and the spectacle was after this manner. He had persuaded two young men, the richest of the city, who were brothers, to spend their whole inheritance and by each of them a jewel, and these they break in pieces publicly in the sight of the people. And while they were doing this, it happened by chance that the apostle passed by. And calling Creighton the philosopher to him, He said, That is a foolish despising of the world which is praised by the mouths of men, but long ago condemned by the judgment of God. For as that is a vain medicine whereby the disease is not extirpated, so is it a vain teaching by which the faults of souls and of conduct are not cured. But indeed my master taught a youth who desired to attain to eternal life, in these words, saying that if he would be perfect, he should sell all his goods and give to the poor, and so doing he would gain treasure in heaven and find the life that has no ending. And Cretan said to him, Here the fruit of covetousness is set forth in the midst of men, and hath been broken to pieces. But if God is indeed thy master and why leth this to be, that the sum of the price of these jewels should be given to the poor, cause thou the gems to be restored whole, that what I have done for the praise of men, thou mayst do for the glory of him whom thou callest thy master. Then the blessed John gathered together the fragments of the gems, and holding them in his hands, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Lord Jesu Christ, unto whom nothing is impossible, who when the world was broken by the tree of concupiscence, didst restore it again in thy faithfulness by the tree of the cross, who didst give to unborn blind the eyes which nature had denied him, who didst recall Lazarus, dead and buried, after the fourth day unto the light. And has subjected all diseases and all sicknesses unto the word of thy power, so also now do with these precious stones which these, not knowing the fruits of almsgiving, have broken in pieces for the praise of men, recover thou them, Lord, now by the hands of thine angels, that by their value the work of mercy may be fulfilled, and make these men believe in thee the unbegotten Father through thine only begotten Son Jesus Christ our Lord, with the Holy Ghost the Illuminator and sanctifier of the whole church world without end. And when the faithful who were with the apostle had answered and said Amen, the fragments of the gems were forthwith so joined in one that no mark at all that they had been broken remained in them. And Cretan the philosopher, with his disciples, seeing this, fell at the feet of the apostle and believed thenceforth or immediately, and was baptized, with them all, and began himself publicly to preach the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 15. Those two brothers, Therefore, of whom we spake, sold the gems which they had bought by the sale of their inheritance and gave the price to the poor. And thereafter a very great multitude of believers began to be joined to the apostle. And when all this was done, it happened that after the same example, two honorable men of the city of the Ephesians sold all their goods and distributed them to the needy, and followed the apostle as he went through the cities preaching the word of God. But it came to pass, when they entered the city of Pegamum, that they saw their servants walking abroad arrayed in silken raiment and shining with the glory of this world, whence it happened that they were pierced with the arrow of the devil and became sad, seeing themselves poor and clad with a single cloak while their own servants were powerful and prosperous. But the Apostle of Christ, perceiving these wiles of the devil, said, I see that ye have changed your minds and your countenances on this account, that, obeying the teaching of my Lord Jesus Christ, ye have given all ye had to the poor. Now, if ye desire to recover that which ye formerly possessed of gold, silver, and precious stones, bring me some straight rods, each of you a bundle. And when they had done so, he called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they were turned into gold. And the apostle said to them, Bring me small stones from the seashore. And when they had done this also, he called upon the majesty of the Lord, and all the pebbles were turned into gems. Then the blessed John turned to those men and said to them, Go about to the goldsmiths and jewelers for seven days, and when ye have proved that these are true gold and true jewels, tell me. And they went, both of them, and after seven days returned to the apostle, saying, Lord, we have gone about the shops of all the goldsmiths, and they have all said that they never saw such pure gold. Likewise the jewelers have said the same, that they never saw such excellent and precious gems. Verse 16. Then the holy John said unto them, Go, and redeem to you the lands which ye have sold, for ye have lost the estates of heaven. Buy yourselves silk and raiment, that for a time ye may shine like the rose which showeth its fragrance and redness and suddenly fadeth away. For ye sighed at beholding your servants and groaned that ye were become poor. Flourish, therefore, that ye may fade, be rich for the time, that ye may be beggars forever. Is not the Lord's hand able to make riches overflowing and unsurpassably glorious? But he hath appointed a conflict for souls, that they may believe that they shall have eternal riches, who for his name's sake have refused temporal wealth. Indeed, our master told us concerning a certain rich man who feasted every day and shone with gold and purple, at whose door lay a beggar, Lazarus, who desired to receive even the crumbs that fell from his table, and no man gave unto him. And it came to pass that on one day they died, both of them, and that beggar was taken into the rest which is in Abraham's bosom, but the rich man was cast into flaming fire, out of which he lifted up his eyes and saw Lazarus, and prayed him to dip his finger in water and cool his mouth for he was tormented in the flames. And Abraham answered him and said, Remember, son, that thou receivedst good things in thy life, but this Lazarus likewise evil things. Wherefore rightly is he now comforted while thou art tormented, and besides all this, a great gulf is fixed between you and us, so that neither can they come thence hither, nor hither thence. But he answered, I have five brethren, I pray that some one may go to warn them, that they come not into this flame. And Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. To that he answered, Lord, unless one rise up again, they will not believe. Abraham said to him, If they believe not Moses and the prophets, neither will they believe, if one rise again. And these words our Lord and Master confirmed by examples of mighty works, for when they said to him, Who hath come hither from thence, that we may believe him? He answered, Bring hither the dead whom ye have. And when they had brought unto him a young man which was dead, b.s. Miletus, three dead corpses, he was waked up by him as one that sleepeth, and confirmed all his words. But wherefore should I speak of my Lord, when at this present there are those whom in his name and in your presence and sight I have raised from the dead, in whose name ye have seen palsied men healed, lepers cleansed, blind men enlightened, and many delivered from evil spirits. But the riches of these mighty works they cannot have who have desired to have earthly wealth. Finally, when ye yourselves went unto the sick and called upon the name of Jesus Christ, they were healed ye did drive out devils and restore light to the blind. Behold, this grace is taken from you, and ye are become wretched, who were mighty and great. And whereas there was such fear of you upon the devils that at your bidding they left the men whom they possessed, now ye will be in fear of the devils. For he that loveth money is the servant of mammon, and mammon is the name of a devil who is set over carnal gains, and is the master of them that love the world. But even the lovers of the world do not possess riches, But are possessed of them. For it is out of reason that for one belly there should be laid up so much food as would suffice a thousand, and for one body so many garments as would furnish clothing for a thousand men. In vain, therefore, is that stored up which cometh not into use, and for whom it is kept, no man knoweth, as the Holy Ghost saith by the Prophet, In vain is every man troubled who heapeth up riches and knoweth not for whom he gathereth them. Naked did our birth from women bring us into this light destitute of food and drink, naked will the earth receive us which brought us forth. We possessing come and the riches of the heaven, the brightness of the sun is equal for the rich and the poor, and likewise the light of the moon and the stars, the softness of the air and the drops of rain, and the gate of the church and the fount of sanctification and the forgiveness of sins, and the sharing in the altar, and the eating of the body and drinking of the blood of Christ, and the anointing of the chrism, and the grace of the giver, and the visitation of the Lord and the pardon of sin, in all these the dispensing of the Creator is equal, without respect of persons. Neither doth the rich man use these gifts after one manner and the poor after another. But wretched and unhappy is the man who would have something more than sufficeth him, for at this come heats of fevers rigors of cold, divers pains in all the members of the body, and he can neither be fed with food nor sated with drink, that covetousness may learn that money will not profit it which being laid up bringeth to the keepers thereof anxiety by day and night, and suffereth them not even for an hour to be quiet and secure. For while they guard their houses against thieves, till their estate, plight the plough, pay taxes, build storehouses, strive for gain, try to baffle the attacks of the strong, and to strip the weak, exercise their wrath on whom they can, and hardly bear it from others, shrink not from playing at tables and from public shows. Fear not to defile or to be defiled, suddenly do they depart out of this world, naked, bearing only their own sins with them, for which they shall suffer eternal punishment. Verse 17. While the apostle was thus speaking, behold there was brought to him by his mother, who was a widow, a young man who thirty days before he had first married Vif. And the people which were waiting upon the burial came with the widowed mother and cast themselves at the apostles' feet all together with groans, weeping. A mourning, and besought him that, in the name of his God, as he had done with Drusiana, so he would raise up this young man also, and there was so great weeping of them all that the apostle himself could hardly refrain from crying and tears. He cast himself down, therefore, in prayer, and wept a long time, and rising from prayer, spread out his hands to heaven, and for a long space prayed within himself. and when he had so done thrice, he commanded the body which was swathed to be loosed, and said. Thou youth stacked use, who for love of thy flesh hast quickly lost thy soul, thou youth which knewest not thy creator nor perceivest a saviour of men, and waste ignorant of thy true friend, and therefore didst fall into the snare of the worst enemy, behold, I have poured out tears and prayers unto my Lord for thine ignorance, that thou mayst rise from the dead, the bands of death being loosed, and declare unto these two, to Atticus and Eugenius, how great glory they have lost. And how great punishment they have incurred. Then Stacdeus arose and worshipped the apostle, and began to reproach his disciples, saying, I beheld your angels weeping, and the angels of Satan rejoicing at your overthrow. For now, in a little time, ye have lost the kingdom that was prepared for you, and the dwelling places builded of shining stones, full of joy, of feasting and delights, full of everlasting life and eternal light, and have gotten yourselves places of darkness, full of dragons of roaring flames, of torments, and punishments unsurpassable, of pains and anguish, fear and horrible trembling. Ye have lost the places full of unfading flowers, shining, full of the sounds of instruments of music, organs, and have gotten on the other hand places wherein roaring and howling and mourning ceaseth not day nor night. Nothing else remaineth for you save to ask the apostle of the Lord that like as he hath raised me to life he would raise you also from death unto salvation and bring back your souls which now are blotted out of the book of life. Verse 18. Then both he that had been raised and all the people together with Atticus and Eugenius, cast themselves at the apostles' feet and besought him to intercede for them with the Lord. Unto whom the holy apostle gave this answer, that for thirty days they should offer penitence to God. And in that space pray especially that the rods of gold might return to their nature and likewise the stones return to the meanness wherein they were made. And it came to pass that after thirty days were accomplished, and neither the rods were turned into wood nor the gems into pebbles, Atticus and Eugenius came and said to the apostle, Thou hast always taught mercy, and preached forgiveness, and bidden that one man should spare another. And if God while that a man should forgive a man, how much more shall he, as he is God, both forgive and spare men. We are confounded for our sin, and whereas we have cried with our eyes which lustened after the world, we do now repent with eyes that weep. We pray Thee, Lord, we pray Thee, Apostle of God, show indeed that mercy which in word Thou hast always promised. Then the Holy John said unto them as they wept and repented, and all interceded for them likewise, our Lord God used these words when He spake concerning sinners, I will not the death of a sinner but I will rather that he be converted and live. For when the Lord Jesus Christ taught us concerning the penitent, he said, Verily I say unto you, There is great joy in heaven over one sinner that repenteth and turneth himself from his sins, and there is more joy over him than over ninety and nine which have not sinned. Wherefore I would have you know that the Lord accepteth the repentance of these men. And he turned unto Atticus and Eugenius and said, Go, carry back the rods unto the wood whence ye took them an hour they returned to their own nature, and the stones unto the seashore, for they are become common stones as they were before. And when this was accomplished, they received again the grace which they had lost, so that again they cast out devils as before time and healed the sick and enlightened the blind, and daily the Lord did many mighty works by their means. Verse 19 tells shortly the destruction of the temple of Ephesus and the conversion of twelve thousand people. Then follows the episode of the poison cup in a form which probably represents the story in the Leotian Acts. We have seen that the late Greek texts place it at the beginning, in the presence of the mission, Verse 20. Now when Aristodemus, who was chief priest of all those idols, saw this, filled with a wicked spirit, he stirred up sedition among the people, so that one people prepared themselves to fight against the other. And John turned to him and said, Tell me, Aristodemus. What can I do to take away the anger from thy soul? And Aristodemus said, If thou wilt have me believe in thy God, I will give thee poison to drink, and if thou drink it, and die not, it will appear that thy God is true. The apostle answered, If thou give me poison to drink, when I call on the name of my Lord, it will not be able to harm me. Aristodemus said again, I will that thou first see others drink it and die straightway that so thy heart may recoil from that cup. And the blessed John said, I have told thee already that I am prepared to drink it that thou mayst believe on the Lord Jesus Christ when thou seest me whole after the cup of poison. Aristodemus therefore went to the proconsul and asked of him two men who were to undergo the sentence of death. And when he had set them in the midst of the marketplace before all the people, in the sight of the apostle he made them drink the poison, and as soon as they had drunk it, they gave up the ghost. Then Aristodemus turned to John and said. Hearken to me and depart from thy teaching wherewith thou callest away the people from the worship of the gods. Or take and drink this, that thou mayst show that thy God is almighty, if after thou hast drunk, thou canst remain whole. Then the blessed John, as they laid it which had drunk the poison, like a fearless and brave man took the cup, and making the sign of the cross, spake thus, My God, and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whose word the heavens were established unto whom all things are subject, whom all creation serveth, whom all power obeyeth, feareth, and trembleth, when we call on thee for succor, whose name the serpent hearing is still, the dragon fleeth, the viper is quiet, the toad which is called a frog is still and strengthless, the scorpion is quenched, the basilisk vanquished, and the phalanga spider doth no hurt in a word, all venomous things, and the fiercest reptiles and noisome beasts, are pierced or covered with darkness. B.S. Dash, militus adds, and all roots hurtful to the health of men dry up. Do thou, I say, quench the venom of this poison, put out the deadly workings thereof, and void it of the strength which it hath in it, and grant in thy sight unto all these whom thou hast created, eyes that they may see, and ears that they may hear, and a heart that they may understand thy greatness. And when he had thus said, he armed his mouth and all his body with the sign of the cross and drank all that was in the cup. And after be had drunk, he said, I ask that they for whose sake I have drunk, be turned unto thee, O Lord, and by thine enlightening receive the salvation which is in thee. And when for the space of three hours the people saw that John was of a cheerful countenance, and that there was no sign at all of paleness or fear in him, they began to cry out with a loud voice, He is the one true God whom John worshippeth. Verse 21. But Aristodemus even so believed not, though the people reproached him but turned unto John and said, This one thing I lack if thou in the name of thy God raise up these that have died by this poison, my mind will be cleansed of all doubt. When he said that, the people rose against Aristodemus, saying, We will burn thee and thine house if thou goest on to trouble the apostle further with thy words. John, therefore, seeing that there was a fierce sedition, asked for silence, and said in the hearing of all, The first of the virtues of God which we ought to imitate is patience, by which we are able to bear with the foolishness of unbelievers. Wherefore if Aristodemus is still held by unbelief, let us loose the knots of his unbelief. He shall be compelled, even though late, to acknowledge his Creator for I will not cease from this work until a remedy shall bring help to his wounds, And like physicians which have in their hands a sick man needing medicine, so also, if Aristodemus be not yet cured by that which hath now been done, he shall be cured by that which I will now do and he called Aristodemus to him, and gave him his coat, and he himself stood clad only in his mantle. And Aristodemus said to him, Wherefore hast thou given me thy coat? John said to him, That thou mayst even so be put to shame and depart from thine unbelief. And Aristodemus said, And how shall thy coat make me to depart from unbelief? The apostle answered, Go and cast it upon the bodies of the dead, and thou shalt say thus, The apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ hath sent me that in his name ye may rise again, that all may know that life and death are servants of my Lord Jesus Christ. Which when Aristodemus had done, and had seen them rise, he worshipped John, and ran quickly to the proconsul and began to say with a loud voice, Hear me, hear me, thou proconsul. I think thou rememberest that I have often stirred up thy wrath against John and devised many things against him daily, wherefore I fear lest I feel his wrath. For he is a God hidden in the form of a man and hath drunk poison, and not only continueth whole, but them also which had died by the poison he hath recalled to life by my means, by the touch of his coat, and they have no mark of death upon them. Which when the proconsul heard he said, And what wilt thou have me to do? Aristodemus answered, Let us go and fall at his feet and ask pardon, and whatever he commandeth us let us do. Then they came together and cast themselves down and besought forgiveness and he received them and offered prayer and thanksgiving to God and he ordained them a fast of a week and when it was fulfilled he baptized them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and his almighty father and the holy ghost the illuminator and when they were baptized with all their house and their servants and their kindred they break all their idols and built a church in the name of saint john wherein he himself was taken up in manner following this bracketed sentence a late complexion, serves to introduce the last episode of the book. James gives two additional fragments that do not fit in any other place. These fragments are very broken and are not of much use for this present project. However, if there is interest in them, they can be found on pages 264-6 of the text. The last episode of these acts, as is the case with several others of the apocryphal acts, was preserved separately for reading in church on the saints' day. We have it in at least nine Greek manuscripts, and in many versions, Latin, Syriac, Armenian, Coptic, Ethiopic, Slavonic. Back to verse 106, John therefore continued with the brethren, rejoicing in the Lord. And on the morrow, being the Lord's day, and all the brethren being gathered together, he began to say unto them, Brethren and fellow servants and cahares and partakers with me in the kingdom of the Lord, ye know the Lord of many mighty works he hath granted you by my means, how many wonders, healings, signs, how great spiritual gifts, teachings, governings, refreshings, ministries, knowledges, glories, graces, gifts, beliefs, communions, all which ye have seen given you by him in your sight, yet not seen by these eyes nor heard by these ears. Be ye therefore established in him, remembering him in your every deed, knowing the mystery of the dispensation which hath come to pass towards men, for what cause the Lord hath ill accomplished it? He beseecheth you by me, brethren, and entreateth you, desiring to remain without grief, without insult, not conspired against, not chastened, for he knoweth even the insult that cometh of you, he knoweth even dishonor, he knoweth even conspiracy, he knoweth even chastisement. From them that hearken not to his commandments. Verse 107 Let not then our good God be grieved, the compassionate, the merciful, the holy, the pure, the undefiled, the immaterial, the only, the one, the unchangeable, the simple, the guileless, the unwrathful, even our God Jesus Christ, who is above every name that we can utter or conceive, and more exalted. Let him rejoice with us because we walk aright, let him be glad because we live purely let him be refreshed because our conversation is sober. Let him be without care because we live continently, let him be pleased because we communicate one with another, let him smile because we are chaste, let him be merry because we love him. These things I now speak unto you, brethren, because I am hasting unto the work set before me, and already being perfected by the Lord. For what else could I have to say unto you? Ye have the pledge of our God, ye have the earnest of His goodness ye have his presence that cannot be shunned. If, then, ye sin no more, he forgiveth you that ye did in ignorance, but if after that ye have known him and he hath had mercy on you, ye walk again in the like deeds, both the former will be laid to your charge, and also ye will not have a part nor mercy before him. Verse 108, And when he had spoken this unto them, he prayed thus, O Jesu who hast woven this crown with thy weaving, who hast joined together these many blossoms into the unfading flower of thy corn tenants, who hast sown in them these words, thou only tender of thy servants, and physician who healest freely, only doer of good and displeaser of none, only merciful and lover of men, only Saviour and righteous, only seer of all, who art in all and everywhere present and containing all things and filling all things, Christ Jesu, God, Lord, that with thy gifts and thy mercy shalt them that trust in thee. That knowest clearly the wiles and the assaults of him that is everywhere our adversary, which he deviseth against us, do thou only, O Lord, succour thy servants by thy visitation. Even so, Lord. Verse 109 And he asked for bread, and gave thanks thus, what praise or what offering or what thanksgiving shall we, breaking this bread, name save thee only, O Lord Jesu? We glorify thy name that was said by the Father we glorify thy name that was said through the Son, or we glorify the name of Father that was said by thee. The name of Son that was said by thee, we glorify thine entering of the door. We glorify the resurrection shown unto us by thee. We glorify thy way, we glorify of thee the seed, the word, the grace, the faith, the salt, the unspeakable, al, chosen pearl, the treasure, the plough, the net, the greatness, the diadem, Him that for us was called Son of Man, that gave unto us truth, rest, knowledge, power, the commandment, the confidence, hope, love, liberty, refuge in thee. For thou, Lord, art alone the root of immortality, and the fount of incorruption, and the seat of the ages, called by all these names for us now that calling on thee by them we may make known thy greatness which at the present is invisible unto us, but visible only unto the pure, being portrayed in thy manhood only. Verse 110, And he break the bread and gave unto all of us, praying over each of the brethren that he might be worthy of the grace of the Lord and of the most holy Eucharist. And he partook also himself likewise, and said, Unto me also be there a part with you, and, Peace be with you, my beloved. Verse 111, After that he said unto Varus, Take with thee some two men, with baskets and shovels, and follow me and Verus without delay did as he was bidden by John the servant of God. The blessed John therefore went out of the house and walked forth of the gates, having told them all part to depart from him. And when he was come to the tomb of a certain brother of ours he said to the young men, Dig, my children. And they dug and he was instant with them yet more, saying, Let the trench be deeper. And as they dug he spoke unto them the word of God and exhorted them that were come with him out of the house edifying and perfecting them unto the greatness of God, and praying over each one of us. And when the young men had finished the trench as he desired, we knowing nothing of it, he took off his garments wherein he was clad and laid them as it were for a pallet in the bottom of the trench, and standing in his shift only he stretched his hands upward and prayed thus, verse 112, O thou that didst choose us out for the apostleship of the Gentiles, O God that sentest us into the world that didst reveal thyself by the law and the prophets, that didst never rest, but alway from the foundation of the world savaged them that were able to be saved, that maddest thyself known through all nature, that proclamedst thyself even among beasts, that didst make the desolate and savage soul tame and quiet, that gavest thyself to it when it was a thirst for thy words, that didst appear to it in haste when it was dying that didst show thyself to it as a law when it was sinking into lawlessness, that didst manifest thyself to it when it had been vanquished by Satan, that didst overcome its adversary when it fled unto thee, that avist it thine hand and didst raise it up from the things of Hades, that didst not leave it to walk after a bodily sort in the body, that didst show to it its own enemy, that hast made for it a clear knowledge toward thee, O God, Jesu, the Father of them that are above the heavens the Lord of them that are in the heavens, the law of them that are in the other, the course of them that are in the air, the keeper of them that are on the earth, the fear of them that are under the earth, the grace of them that are thine known, receive also the soul of thy John, which it may be is accounted worthy by thee. Verse 113, O thou who hast kept me until this hour for thyself and untouched by union with a woman, whom in my youth I desired to marry didst appear unto me and say to me, John I have need of thee. Who didst prepare for me also a sickness of the body, who when for the third time I would marry didst forthwith prevent me, and then at the third hour of the day saidst unto me on the sea, John, if thou hadst not be mine, I would have suffered thee to marry, who for two years didst blind me or afflict mine eyes, and grant me to mourn and entreat thee, who in the third year didst open the eyes of my mind and also grant me my visible eyes, who when I saw clearly didst ordain that it should be grievous to me to look upon a woman, Who didst save me from the temporal fantasy and lead me unto that which endureth always, who didst rid me of the foul madness that is in the flesh, who didst take me from the bitter death and establish me on thee alone, who didst muzzle the secret disease of my soul and cut off the open deed, who didst afflict and banish him that raised tumult in me, who didst make my love of thee spotless, who didst make my joining unto thee perfect and unbroken who didst give me undoubting faith in thee, who didst order and make clear my inclination toward thee, thou who givest unto every man the due reward of his works, who didst put into my soul that I should have no possession save thee only, for what is more precious than thee. Now therefore Lord, whereas I have accomplished the dispensation wherewith I was entrusted, account thou me worthy of thy rest, and grant me that end in thee which is salvation unspeakable and unutterable. Verse one hundred and fourteen. And as I come unto thee, let the fire go backward, let the darkness be overcome, let the gulf be without strength, let the furnace die out, let Gehenna be quenched. Let angels follow, let devils fear, let rulers be broken, I at powers fall. Let the places of the right hand stand fast, let them of the left hand not remain. Let the devil be muzzled, let Satan be derided, let his wrath be burned out, I at his madness be stilled let his vengeance be ashamed, let his assault be in pain, let his children be smitten and all his roots plucked up. And grant me to accomplish the journey unto thee without suffering insolence or provocation, and to receive that which thou hast promised unto them that live purely and have loved thee only. Verse 115, And having sealed himself in every part, he stood and said, Thou art with me, O Lord Jesus Christ, and laid himself he down in the trench where he had strown his garments and having said unto us, Peace be with you, brethren, he gave up his spirit rejoicing. The end. The less good Greek manuscripts and some versions are not content with this simple ending. The Latin says that after the prayer a great light appeared over the apostle for the space of an hour, so bright that no one could look at it. Then he laid himself down and gave up the ghost. We who were there rejoiced, some of us, and some mourned and forthwith manner issuing from the tomb was seen of all, which manner that place produceth even unto this day. But perhaps the best conclusion is that of one Greek manuscript, we brought a linen cloth and spread it upon him, and went into the city. And on the day following we went forth and found not his body, for it was translated by the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, unto whom be glory, and besant Another says, On the morrow we dug in the place, and him we found not but only his sandals, and the earth moving, springing up like a well, and after that we remembered that which was spoken by the Lord unto Peter. Middle.